podcast of Prophet Bernard L. Bernard Nelson Eshen, the General Overseer of Spirit Life Revival Ministries and the Executive Pastor at the Oracle's Place, the ministry's headquartered branch in Accra, Ghana. A message centered on faith, the prophetic, wisdom, the anointing, and the supernatural. Stay with us because there is a word arranged and aligned by God for you in today's podcast. Now, today's message. Turn your scriptures with me to um, the lot of scriptures I want to read to Third John chapter 1 and verse 2. Third John chapter 1 and verse 2. Are you there? Third John. You don't know where Third John is. You are now around Genesis. Looking for Third John in the midst of Genesis. Some people are around Ephesians. Asking Third John from Ephesians. Well, are you there, please? Or you are still missing? We can make some announcement for you, and by the grace of God, you'll be found. Third John chapter 1, verse 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. So we find out that part of God's desire for us as kingdom-minded people is that we enter the realm of prosperity. And this realm of prosperity must affect the prosperity of our health. Without us prospering in the place of our health, Almost every level of prosperity will bring us to the realm where we can't enjoy what he has for us. So the prosperity he also desires for us must be the prosperity connected with your soul. Any kind of prosperity that will not allow your soul to prosper Is a prosperity you don't need. Any kind of blessing that will pull you out of the house of God, out of covenant relationship with God, is a kind of blessing, is a kind of success, is a kind of breakthrough you don't need. It's a wish above all things. So that means that there are other things he wishes for us, But above all of them, it is the desire of God that we prosper on the face of the earth. We prosper in our career. We prosper in our marriage. We prosper in everything that he has called us to do. Now turn your scriptures with me to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. And... um, We are looking at the verse 6 downwards. This was after Moses, 
the servant of, of God was dead. And Joshua has to take the mantle of leadership. I believe that at this point, Joshua thought that he did not have what it takes even to lead the people of Israel successfully. But the word of God was spoken to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 verse 6 downwards. Be strong and of good courage. For unto these people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swore unto thy fathers to give birth. So without strength and the element of courage, you can never succeed in whatever that you want to do. Verse 7, only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do. So success is not only in the principles we are given, it is in our ability to apply the principles at our disposal. So we are supposed to observe, not to argue, but observe to do according to all the law. So success is predictable. Failure is predictable. When I find out what you do daily, I can predict where you will be in the next five years. So success is predictable because we have the law, we have principles that makes us to know whether we are going to be successful. Success is woven into the material of law or you can call them principle. Every time you obey a principle, success becomes predictable. So we are supposed to observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the, to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper wheresoever thou goest. Verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good sources. So that means there is sources and there is good sources. When I was trying to prepare a message to share with you this morning, my mind went to last year on a message I started with you, but I could not finish where I started with my master class. And I felt that this morning is a very important way to even revisit that message again. So I'm talking about the message I've titled, The King's Palace. The protocol of entry, remaining and exiting. The King's Palace, the protocol of entry, remaining and exiting. I believe that 
All of us have seen men and women, whether in our country or outside Ghana, who suddenly rose up to fame. And some of them, when you look around, you just can't find them again. Maybe in less than five years, they rose up to become music icons. They, they just released one song. It became a hit. We celebrated it. Michael Jackson is dead and gone. We still know about Michael Jackson. We don't know about them. What is it that makes people get into a place of glory, a place of influence, and they don't have what it takes to remain in that place? What is it that people have opportunity that those opportunities can make them become whatever they must become, but they don't have the protocol of entering. They don't have the protocol of remaining and they don't have the protocol of exiting when they have these privileges. Whenever I talk about this story, I remember a young man in the scriptures by name Gehazi. Gehazi was favored to be the assistant to a great man of God like Elisha. And I was looking forward to the day that the mantle upon Elisha would be passed to Gehazi. So Gehazi would do twice or double whatever God did with Elisha. And I saw that Gehazi had the protocol of getting connected to greatness, but he did not have what it takes to remain in greatness. So Gehazi started chasing for money, and out of that, he became, uh, he received leprosy. There are some of us here that God has given us that privilege of getting into contact with certain great men and women in this nation and around the world having the privilege to work in certain positions. But after we entered into the place, we did not have what it takes to sustain us and to cause us to remain there. Success is so enviable. Success is so glorious. Success speaks better than explanation. It sounds louder than, than, than giving definition. So when you talk about success, you are talking about commanding enviable result in your life pursuit. That whatever God has called you to do, you are not just commanding result, you are commanding enviable result. Success is having outstanding and enviable result in the accomplishment of set goals and objective. Success is also in our daily routine. Success is not accidental, it is intentional. If you are going to become successful, it will not be it will not happen accidentally. It must be intentional. You have to plan how to succeed. You have to take steps that will bring you to the place of success. All of us know in the past week, there is this young man who had an opportunity where he saw a child was hanging on the balcony of a four-story building 
And this guy risked his life to go and save this young man. You don't become successful by envying people. You don't become successful by destroying people. You become successful by helping people to become better. So now he has the privilege of meeting the president of France. Not because he was pulling someone down. Not because he was abiding somebody. Because he used what God has given to him to help someone leave. Every time you make someone leave, you have an opportunity to leave. The reason why we celebrate people like Dangote and Bill Gates is because life presented to them issues. And they used what God has given to them to turn things around. There is somebody under the sound of my voice. God is about to do the same thing for you in the name of Jesus. So the king's palace, the protocol of entry, remaining and exiting. What is protocol? I define protocol as a system of rules that explains the correct conduct and procedures to be followed in a formal situation. Protocol is a system of rules that explains the correct conduct and procedure to be followed in a formal situation. Whenever you get to any formal situation, there are certain systems of rules that help us to understand how we can conduct ourselves in an acceptable manner. All of us remember the story of the young guy called Joseph. Joseph was gifted and there was an announcement that he was needed in the palace of the king of Egypt, Pharaoh by name. The Bible said when Joseph had that announcement, the Bible said he shoved his beard and he changed his raiment. What does it mean? The protocol of the Egyptian will not allow uh, Joseph to be dressed in that way. So Joseph got to know that in this situation, I need to change my attire. I need to change how I look. My second definition of protocol is protocol is the customs and regulations dealing with diplomatic formality, procedure, and ethics. Protocol is customs and regulations dealing with diplomatic formality, procedures, and ethics. Now, you need to understand the customs and the regulation that comes with dealing when it comes to diplomatic formality. Now, when it comes to spirit life, there are certain protocols you need to observe if you are going to survive here. For example, spirit life in all of our branches, we don't use MC. In your attempt to introduce MC in, in our meeting, it means that you are moving outside of protocol. And spirit life, when it is your time, if you are leading prayer, the person leading prayer knows that time prayer will end. 
The praise and worship leader or the person who leads the praises needs to know the time to mount down the pulpit. You don't need anyone to tell you. Now, if you understand this diplomatic formality in the church, then you will gain my acceptance. For example, if I give you an opportunity to minister on this platform, and you are given the opportunity to sing one song, and you decide that the Holy Ghost has taken over your life, and you decide to sing two, all things being equal, that might be the last time you mount up the pulpit. Because you need to learn how to operate by the customs in the church. So in every setting, there are protocols to be observed. What do you think people will think of, of uh, our pastor, Pastor Nelson? If Pastor Nelson is going to the beach with the wife, and uh, he's wearing suit to go and swim. That means that our man of God, even though the suit is okay, in this particular occasion, that is not what is needed. I see people coming to church and some of them, their breasts are showing. They don't know protocol. Show your breast at home. Don't show with at church. Don't show it outside the house. Can I have an amen? Yeah, you don't know protocol. Because the truth of the matter is, you will not see the president of any nation who is a lady who shows her breast. Name one. So that means that people who don't know protocol will not have access into certain important places. Your gift can be correct. Your certificate can be correct. But anytime you are found wanting in the place of protocol, you will exit without making a name. I hope I'm talking to somebody. I hope I'm talking to somebody. Protocol is also a code of conduct expected to be observed, to communicate importance, and to celebrate difference. Protocol is a code of conduct expected to be observed to communicate importance and celebrate difference. So, when it comes to spirit life to minister, you need to understand, even if the Holy Ghost or Jesus asks us to bring you, you need to learn how to acknowledge us. If you cannot acknowledge us, then that is your last time of mounting here to preach. Because you can decide not to acknowledge everybody. Now, this code of conduct is meant to communicate importance and also to celebrate different. It is also the acceptable and appropriate conduct in a specific environment. Do you know, I have found now in our traditional setting, if you are going to greet people by shaking of hands, you don't shake hands from the left side to the right hand. Am I right? You start by shaking hands from the right side to the left side. But in certain environment, when they are shaking hands, their protocol de demands that you shake hands from the left side. Now, so if you move out of your setting that you are familiar with into another setting, you need to find out the acceptable protocol that is permissible there. 
Now, do you know in Ghana, if someone says this, it is an insult. Am I right? So if I say this, you know I am insulting you. But in other places, when you say this, it means that you are encouraging the person. <laughs> so in every environment, there are certain acceptable code to be observed. Now, if you don't observe it, the problem will come. Now, I also define protocol as the right and correct way you should act in a given environment. The right and correct way you should act in a given environment. So I'm talking about the king's palace, the protocol of entry, remaining and uh, exiting. Now, what is a palace? A palace is a large, splendid, impressive building forming the official residence of a ruler, a pope, an archbishop, or any other person of high social rank. A palace is a large, splendid, impressive building forming the official residence of a ruler, a pope, archbishop, or other person of high social rank. So here is not a palace. My house is not a palace. Now, you can define my house as the palace of the El Bernard. Hallelujah. Because that is where I live. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Are you sure I'm talking to him? Now, a palace is also a symbol of power. A symbol of supremacy and a symbol of influence. That's why all over the world, kings have uh, majestic buildings. That shows them how powerful they are. That shows them the influence they control. The ten palace stimulate in our mind to think of grandeur, splendor, and majesty. Every time the word palace is pronounced, we think about splendor, we think about majesty, we think about grandeur. They are also symbols of political and state power. Now we'll talk about two palaces and I can move on to my message. The first palace I want to talk about is the White House. The White House. The White House is the official resident of the president of the United States of America. The White House has a total of 132 rooms. Now, it has a, a total rooms of 132 rooms. This includes 35 bathrooms, 412 doors, 147 windows, 28 fireplaces, 8 staircases, and three elevators. The White House has a total of 132 rooms. These rooms include 35 bathrooms, 412 doors, 147 windows, 28 fireplaces, 8 staircases, and three elevators. It is now telling you how huge, how powerful a palace looks like. 
Now we also have the Beckingham Palace. The Beckingham Palace has 775 rooms. This includes 19 state rooms, 52 royal rooms and guest bedrooms, 188 staff bedrooms. So only the staff, the room, it is 188, 92 offices, and 78 bathrooms. How many bathrooms do you have in your house? Now, what do I mean when I talk about the king's palace? The king's palace is a platform that has the power to elevate and turn ordinary man into extraordinary men. Whenever you talk about the king's palace, you are talking about any platform that has the power to elevate and usher ordinary man into the realm of extraordinary men. We find now somebody like our brother Joseph. Joseph was a young man working in the palace of Potiphar. Then suddenly, uh, in the palace of Potiphar, suddenly he was accused and this young guy now had to go into prison. By the time uh, Joseph met Pharaoh, he had become a mighty man by virtue of encountering a person. There are certain people when you encounter who you used to be yesterday changes. We never knew anybody called His Excellency the Vice President of, of the Republic of Ghana, Baumia. Now he has become so powerful because there was a platform called Akufuado. When we're going to vote in the election, his name was not in the ballot box. But because he got connected with the man, today you need to acknowledge him as the vice president of Ghana. So the palace is any platform that has the power to elevate and turn ordinary men into extraordinary men. And it's my prayer this morning that somebody will come into contact with a certain platform that will elevate you into the place of glory. I prophesy into your life today that you are coming into encounter with a platform that will give you that power, that influence in the name of Jesus. I used to have a spiritual daughter we used to talk every day until one day she decided to enter into politics. By the time she entered into politics and she won the seat, she has become so powerful. Why? Because of a platform. Somebody is about to receive a platform. Somebody is about to encounter a platform. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Now this platform has the power to cross you. Has the power to destroy you. Sorry. Has the power to destroy one's destiny. If you don't know how to handle it. Many people have met men and women. Who have made them become what they have become. But because they did not know the protocol of entering the palace. The protocol of handling success. The protocol of remaining successful. Their destiny crushed. But that will not be your story. I said that will not be your story. I said that will not be your story. In the name of Jesus. 
the king palace so i now said the king palace is a platform the platform could be someone coming to sing maybe in a place nobody knew him but by the time he displayed his gift everybody saw what he could do now look at somebody like joseph joseph had the platform and it was the platform to exhibit his gift and his skill in killing Goliath. By the time he stood on the platform of Saul and brought Goliath down, all of Israel got to know him. Now my second definition, it says that the king's palace is a realm. So it's not something you can see. It's not something you can, you, you, you can touch. It is a realm of immense wealth. A realm where God blesses you financially. And that is when your true character will show. Because you don't know a poor man until he's blessed. Don't trust anybody struggling. Don't trust anybody struggling. I hear you hear what I'm saying. I said don't try. Don't, don't trust anybody you have not tried. And you have not proved. Don't try. Don't try and trust them. After you have become what you are supposed to become. That's how we will find out. Have you forgotten the story of David? David was going to fight. They said, don't fight. He said, I'll fight, I'll fight, I'll fight. And the Bible said, the days kings go to war. David said, I won't go to war. After you have become, some of you don't dance because you got a nice job. Are you correct? Some, you see, I, it, got, it surprised me how people get married and they leave the choir. It's a sign of pride. Just, just because you got married. It's married to a trophy. Is it an award? You got married, you stop serving in church. You are dangerous. The king's palace is a realm of immense wealth, distinction, fame, prestige, and a position of power influence and authority so it's a realm where god will give you wealth it's a realm where god will give you distinction it's a realm where god will give you faith will give you prestige will give you position for power will give you influence and authority said i don't have any authority now now when you enter the palace we'll know your true character there are people, the only reason they came back to serve God is because when they got there, they left God. And when life hit them, they came back. Am I talking to somebody? The king palace can also refer to any position of power or influence. So whether you are working for a pastor you are working for a king you are working for a ceo of a company for a church for a chief for a president or any powerful or influential individual you are working in the palace you are doing what you are doing what you are doing what so you know max president you are here i watch them a lot I watch them. Oh, Papa, we are loyal. 
because you have not seen one million dollars before. When you see one million dollars, we will see whether you say papa or or pa. Uh. Now, no one has placed a demand on your gift on a higher level. So it is easy to say, I will bring my gift to church. When someone is invited on a Sunday morning to go and minister someone and I minister for 30 minutes and they are sending private jet to pick you from Ghana to Florida and then the 30 minutes they will give you a million dollars. That is what we find out. Now, so, as I said, we find out that someone like David stood close to power when he was ushered into the palace of King Saul as a skillful player and uh, an armored bearer. Esther in the Bible also married King Ahasuerus. Just by virtue of marriage, Esther entered a place of power and authority. She experienced how what it feels like to stand close to power and prestige but Esther used her power to save her people she used her power to save her people there are people blessed in the church when they get to that realm of glory that realm of faith they disassociate themselves from the church there are people who sweep in the house of God, who serve in the house of God, and God make them successful financially, and they disassociate themselves from God. But when Esther stood with power, he used that opportunity to save his people. Joseph said, Pharaoh, the most powerful man in Egypt, Joseph used his power to save a nation. What will you use your power to do? So this is the introduction of my message. I'll continue next week. But before, let me give you about some nine points and I'll leave. Number one, when you enter the king's palace, you will be transformed and infused with power. When you enter the king's palace, you will be transformed and infused with power. Now, now, why do you think I do what I do? Because I was ushered into a palace and it's called the anointing. And now I have power. What I use the power to do is very important. So I used to have friends. They can call me every day. When things change, they can call me every day. Not because I am proud, but because of where I've got into. I am attending to thousands of people all over the world. So I don't have time. Somebody is about to be transformed. You are just an ordinary usher. But you are about to be transformed. You are about to be transformed. Because God is about to lift you to a realm of glory. A realm of power, a realm of influence. Ah, there were people almost every week they visit me at home. They visit me, they bring me offering. 
Then suddenly, government changed power. And when government changed power, they came into power. And they got position. They have become so busy that my offering does not come. But it comes through other people. One of them, I have not seen him for the past one year. That's for my offering there, I receive it. Which is very powerful. But at time, picture and the person, they are not the same. When a wife travels, try and see if you can kiss a picture. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why? God has elevated them to a place where they have been transformed. When I go to their office, and I don't quote them. They have to subject me to all the other people, whatever other person goes through. I have to sit down. When I see the city becoming, I call, hello. Yeah, uh, your father is here. He says, oh, sir, I'm coming and you come back and pick myself. Okay, let's go now. Hallelujah. You'll be transformed. I say you'll be transformed. Number two. You have to learn how to handle the power that comes with entering the king's palace. You have to learn the fame, the wealth, the exposure that comes with entering the king's palace. Most people don't know how to handle it. Your true character will emerge when you enter the palace. We will see your true. So learn how to handle the power that comes with it. You used to come to church very early. Very early. Suddenly you receive just one small position. You don't have to handle it. You talk to everybody by heart. Now you say we can't rebuke you. For where? Here? Oh no, 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 not in spirit life. You can't be rebuked. Hey. Hmm. Maybe I've not had the opportunity to rebuke you yet. Learn how to handle the power that comes with entering the king's palace. Number three. Your success in the king's palace will be determined by how you handle yourself when you find yourself in this position of influence. How successful you become. In the king's palace will be determined by how you handle yourself when you find yourself in this position of influence. How do you handle yourself? How do you handle yourself when you get there? When you become famous, how will you handle yourself? Number, number four. Number four, eh? when you are in the palace, you get access and privileges that ordinary people cannot dream of. When you are in the palace, you get access and privileges that ordinary people cannot dream of. Just because you have gotten there, there are things you will know. It's not because you are better than the rest. 
the privileges is because of where you have gotten to. So what other people cannot dream, you will see money. If an number by your character will show. Your character will show on that platform. You get access and privileges that ordinary people cannot dream of. There are people trying to get through to me for two years. And there are people every day they get to my house. So what someone is trying to get hold of, someone sees it every day. Number what? Number five. The palace can serve as a flight of fame and prosperity. And can also become a restaurant of despair, disappointment, and, and sadness. There are people when they got connected with the palace, they entered into fame, they entered into success, they entered into prosperity. And other people when they got into the palace of life, they were destroyed because they did not know how to handle it. Having to met people who married and they became better, and some people got married and their life became worse off. Having to see people who came to power and they were able to use the power to help the nation and to help themselves, and other people who got there to destroy everybody, including themselves. Number one. Number six. Your entrance into the palace puts you in close contact with power. Value it value it. When you enter the palace, you come in close contact with power. I was watching a certain documentary and there was this person playing with the lion. I was shocked. How the person was playing with the lion, I told myself, I will not venture out. But you see, the person I've got close to power so it has become familiar. Yeah. But if you try, you, you'll be killed. Number seven. Your entrance into the corridors of powers opens unlimited opportunities. What will you use them for? Your entrance into the corridors of power will open unlimited opportunities. What will you use them for? What will you use the doors that God will open for you, the opportunity he will give you, I say, what will you use them for? Esther, the orphan girl, had this time opportunity to save her people from being destroyed. She used the opportunity rightly. Number eight. Being in the palace is a blessing in itself. Having the opportunity to be connected to your CEO is a blessing in itself. Be satisfied. Having the opportunity to be close with your man of God is a blessing in itself. Value it. Having the opportunity 
to have a job is a blessing in itself. Be grateful. Because other people are crying for what you are taking for granted. There are people, their prayer this morning, God give me a job. But God gave you a job. You are taking for granted. You used to go to work, they say work starts at 8 o'clock. By 6 you are there. Now when you became familiar, you are even complaining. You get to work at 9. Don't worry, they will sack you soon. It's a prophetic word for somebody. Yeah. Personally, I believe that it is grace that has put me on this platform. It is grace that has brought me in contact with all manner of people. I value it. I treasure it. I make God know that I'm very thankful. Because if it wasn't for this anointing, who am I to talk to you? Some of you, you are dangerously intelligent. What's me? I have a criminal mind. You know your pastor has a criminal mind. Well, I've told you today. Master class, me have a criminal mind. No. When you see a human being, I see more than a human being. There are two things when I see, I know, either you kill me or you make me live. So I look at you very well. That's why you cannot easily harm me. I don't trust people easily. When I'm preaching, I'll be looking all around. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Am I talking to somebody this morning? So it's an honor, it's a privilege to be in the palace. It's an honor to be called as a preacher. It's an honor to have the opportunity to set people in the car. It's an honor. Because provincial does not have the opportunity to serve in the car. Oh man of God. So just having that opportunity is a privilege. Being successful, it's a privilege. Honor it. Don't take it for granted. When I was sharing this with the master class, I have to mention a lot of names which I can't do it on my platform. People took things for granted. Who thought that as it was, that's how it would be like. Have you ever dated somebody before where you took the person for granted and this person can never leave? But before you open your eyes and you close and open, the person was gone. You have not been there. Oh, you tried everything to get the person back. The person was far away. Am I talking to somebody? Are you sure? Number one. Number nine. Your contact with the palace gives you access to privilege and sensitive information. Shut up. Your access into the palace gives you access to privilege and sensitive information. Shut up. You have a big mouth. Jesus never said you will tell the truth. He said you will know the truth. So keep quiet. Your mouth is too big. It's not everything you know that you say it. Do you know to work in a palace, you need a certain kind of mindset. Imagine somebody who is close to his excellency and his friend called, or, or president of any nation, and his friend calls, oh, you know, my seven brother, we are going there today. We are going there today. Is this something you have been told to say it? You can let someone kill whoever easily. 
So shut up. You know it. Know it. Don't say it. I used to have a PA. I sat him. Because I saw that every time. Oh, you know, myself and Papa, we are traveling here. We are traveling here. I call him. I say, you're a good man. Get out. You have a big mouth. Not because I'm doing anything evil. But you see, my presence makes people jealous. Make people enviable. So if you are privileged to know my movement, it is not for saying, it's for keeping it. Your CEO told you, I'm going to fire this one, I'm going to fire this one. Is it for your mouth? You get to, you type the letter because of your position. Keep quiet. Do you know, medical doctor, Dr. Silver, they cannot disclose someone's health status to anyone. Am I right? Now, they know it because of privilege. They have to shut up. So, if a medical doctor will say, oh, you know, you know this one, he has this, he has this, he has this. He, he or she is going against the code of ethics. As a prophet, there are a lot of things I know. And I know because of my position. So, if we are dealing on a personal level, I don't want to bring what I know by position to discussion. Am I, am I telling you something? There are some of you, I know you are an arm robber. From the spirit perspective, I know you are an arm robber. So if someone says he's going to employ you, how do I say the revelation God I've got? Do I tell the person, no, because God showed me that, not to reveal it to you. It's from my knowing. And so everything that God tells me, he says, you say it. So if you are the kind of person who cannot keep quiet, you like gossiping, you will not keep long in the king's palace. Oh, do you know the favorite dish of the CEO? Do you know the favorite spot? Who have told you to share it? There are certain things when someone becomes a president, he cannot share those things with even the wife. Because they are privileged information that he has gotten to know of them because of his position. Immediately they discuss it with anybody. It, it, it put the security of that nation at risk. So as God is bringing you into contact with great people, I am not talking about evil. There are things if they have not sent you to say, keep quiet. Things happen and you find out that they will call, maybe there is a, a fireman at the scene, a policeman at the scene, and they say that, uh, uh, what do you think? And they say that I am not a PRO, I can't say anything. But you, everything, you have something to say. What's this? Uh? <laughs> so, understand. When you stand in the place of power, the place of success, God will give you access into a lot of things. My prayer for you tonight is that in whichever field you are in, may God make you successful. 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 Maybe you are not about to start that business, but may God make you successful. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Can you lift up your voice and pray in the next two minutes? Just lift up your voice. 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 May he bring you into contact with great men and women that your encounter with them can turn your life around. Lift up your voice and pray. May God just introduce somebody into your life that will turn your story around for good lift up your voice and pray all you need is a miracle you are just a person away from breakthrough you are just a person away from the next level you are just an opportunity away from access into that place lift up your voice and pray lift up your voice and pray lift up your voice and pray you need to get there you need to get there you need to get a lift up your voice. You will succeed. You will succeed. You will succeed in your marriage. You will succeed in your relationship. You will succeed in your career. You will succeed in your finances. You will succeed in your health. You will succeed in your spiritual life. You will succeed in being a parent. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. You will succeed. 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 Father, let the spirit of unlimited success be our portion. Let it be our portion. Let it be our portion. Open your eyes. You have to succeed though. You don't know. There was something I was looking for. That thing could have taken me almost six months for me to have access to it. But because I know somebody who has become successful, the person just sat down and made a call. Ba 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 ba. Oh, sir, sir, we know we can do it, but then can you give us three days? He said, No, I need it in 30 minutes. When you become successful, eh, things are easy. Now, some of you, you go through uh, traffic when you're going home. Ask His Excellency, whether you go through traffic before. Do you know why some of you, you're, you're in your mind, you believe it's America that will make you? It's because you're a failure. You are failing. I'm telling the truth. If you were Dangote, would you be crying that you want to go to America? You would not. <laughs> Am I talking to you? When you become successful, eh, certain things that you thought that you need, you find that you don't need, you can enter the anytime, anyhow. Lift up your right. Say, my father, my father. In this contract, in this business, in this job, let the spirit of success possess me. Possess me. Let me win. Let me do well. Let me succeed with it. Lift up your voice and begin to pray that prayer. Lift up your voice and begin to pray that prayer. You need to succeed. You need to succeed. You need to succeed. You need to succeed. In the mighty name of Jesus. 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 Father, let it be. Father, let it be. Father, let it be. 
Father, let it be. Father, let it be. Father, let it be. Father, let it be. I want to pray again. One day I was traveling outside Ghana and I don't know what happened. They bought me economy ticket. I was angry, but it was too late. When we got to the check-in counter, somebody there just saw me. He said, I have been dreaming of seeing you. Oh, man of God. Me, I was even shocked. Because I don't celebrate myself the way she was celebrating me. Oh, man of God. Oh, if I tell my husband I met you, he said, can we take a selfie? I said, ah. They said, sir, 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 please, I want to upgrade your ticket. I said, why not? Why not? Tell somebody, why not? When you succeed, eh, people will go all out to do you good. Do you know there are people you don't dream of touching? Can I ask a question? Have you ever seen a rich man's child who is a witch or a wizard before? Show me one. All the witches that I've seen men of God catching, they are poor people's children. And have a big problem with it. So the rich guys there, they are not witches. <laughs> have you ever seen a rich old woman who is a witch and a wizard before? When we were poor, eh? someone was telling me something. Yes, this was yesterday. That this person traveled somewhere. But the way he has dressed, eh? he looked like somebody coming to this nation to steal all their money. They mistaken him from a drug dealer. And they beat him. You as a crown or no. Because one motion to I feel we took him back up. And another person also entered the same nation. In fact, one of my fathers went to the US Embassy years ago for a visa. And we Your people need me more than you need me. Even me, I, I'm not ready to go. It's just because they are forcing me. I don't have anything provided. And then give you give me my passport and let me go. He wasn't desperate. They gave him the visa. Five years multiple. But you, you look so. Do you know the way you dress can even let people say you are a thief? Yes, 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 yes. When you succeed, eh? even when you do something, they will forgive you. <laughs> Lift up your right hand. Because listen to me. Me, I was praying during the, um, the year, and the Lord said, The month of June is our month of success. Yeah. My daughter, you need to succeed, though. Ah. Why is Dr. Jimmy Matisoa? Max, please, beloved. Where is she? Max, where is your beloved? Okay. God bless you, Doc. You see, Ridge Hospital, when my, when my mother-in-law was sick, we were referred there. And they told us there was no bed. We can't get bed. We can't do what? Get bed. But I knew somebody there. The person was not just a doctor there. So my wife called. So give me some few minutes. Where they said there was no bed. There was bed. From today, anyone who comes into contact 
with me let them prosper in the name of jesus favor me in this work of life favor me all around favor me favor me favor me favor me in the name of jesus i call it that someone was sharing danny hope i can share small i'll share small he was sharing a testimony with me yesterday a job eh they have not even interviewed him they said we want you they have not interviewed him but imagine if the degree was something 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 another person said oh you shared the testimony with me about the guy prophesied to interpret this is a very huge opportunity for the guy one of the biggest let me keep quiet about that before you go and look for the person and say can you give me a loan <laughs> is he a loan officer and they said come for interview according to prophet vincent when the guy got there with his they said they didn't even say go and see the hr for your letter by the time he got there his letter was already ready it shall be your portion i said it shall be your portion i said it shall be your portion they have said in that family nobody will ever succeed in marriage but you will succeed in the name of jesus they say concerning that contract you will never receive it you receive it in the name of jesus good money is coming good doors are being opened privileges all around you i bless you in jesus name give the lord a mighty clap offering we believe you have been blessed and inspired by today's word for more of such messages, follow God's Oracle via podcast at Prophet Bernard L. Bernard Nelson Ishen and at Prophetic Faculty. You can also reach Prophet Bernard L. Bernard on plus 233-55-00-00-096 or follow Prophet Bernard L. Bernard on social media via the following handles. At Prophet Bernard L. Bernard on Instagram. At Prophet Bernard L. Bernard Nelson Nation on Facebook. And at Prophet Bernard L. Bernard on YouTube. Thank you and God bless you.